Welcome to If Life Were Perfect. I'm Josh Meyer, and with me always is my wife, Laura. Hey, guys. So today we're going to be talking about choosing or changing careers. And, you know, where you work is where you spend the bulk of your time, and it really dictates not only what you're doing during the day, but so much of your outside life as well. How your time is spent, the amount of money you have, um, and has a major impact on your relationships. And the challenge that we find is that so many people, they tend to be unhappy with their jobs really because it's not helping them fulfill their life purpose. And people are coming to us wanting to change, and they're feeling so desperate that they're willing to just take any job that comes to them or change a career, but don't necessarily think through, well, what are they looking for in their life? Because the job is going to be something that's really going to help facilitate that. And so if you're looking to choose or change a career, we really want to give you some steps that you can take to make sure whatever that change is, is really going to help you find fulfillment and meaning in your life. So Josh and I, we've gone through a career change ourselves. We shared in episode one how we went from big law firms to you know starting our own firm. But I'll tell you, when I got out of law school, I became the city attorney of a small city kind of right out the gate. And I was one of the youngest in the state of California. And it was it felt like the fast track for me. I got so many good opportunities. And I really felt at the time like the sky was the limit. And so um, when Josh and I wanted to move back home to Orange County, I knew I needed to go to a different firm because my firm had been up north. And I decided, you know, at that point, I wanted to go to the biggest firm I could doing this type of work, because you can imagine I had a little bit of an ego by then, only to realize that when I got to that big law firm, and I had that status in that job, I realized very quickly there that I wasn't fulfilling my life purpose. And I wasn't using all of the skills that I had in me that I wanted to. And partially that was because my life situation had changed. I had had children. I had different priorities. And also just at the place I was at, it's not that they weren't willing to give me a part-time schedule. It's just for them that meant I was going to be very limited there on how far I could go and what I could accomplish. So by the end of that situation, I went from having felt like ahead of the game and a rock star to just feeling like a failure. And all of a sudden, all the things that I thought were great about me, I started thinking, gosh, maybe I'm not that special after all. And it was really hard for me to see my future. It's just so easy to bring all this self-doubt. When you feel so miserable in your job, it really does impact everything else. You know, I, I had just such a similar experience where I thought the sky was the limit, but then, you know, our circumstances changed and our life changed and what we were doing for a job really just didn't meet our family goals. We weren't able to spend the time with our kids, the time with each other. We weren't, you know, making, being able to just make the decisions we wanted for our family. That's why we made the change and we wanted to be really intentional about it. And so, you know, fast forward to today, our life looks very different. We have a lot more control over our schedules. We're able to spend time with our kids. We're able to coach teams, sit on boards, go to all their activities and events, uh, we have a job that we that is very meaningful, where we're having a huge direct impact on families every single day, and we're getting to use all of the skills that we want to use in our life that brings us personal meaning. Yeah, I feel like my current career aligns with my life goals, and that's a good feeling. I don't know that I'll be in this exact role forever, but I do feel like I'm where I'm meant to be right now in that it is directly in the path of where I'm going. And this is a great place for me to be. And, you know, unlike my old job where I felt like I was slowly dying, in this job, it's the opposite. 
I get thank you cards and Yelp reviews saying how I helped change somebody's life. I get to do all of my public speaking. I got to write a book. I get to do this podcast. I get to do so many things that I knew I had in me that I just wasn't able to do in my old job. And so having this change and being on the flip side is incredibly amazing for me. Yeah. So what we want to do is we want to put you on that same path. We want you to have those same results, to have that same feeling and to be so excited about your job, your career, and just your overall life. So what we want to walk you through is just some steps that we've taken to really find our path and that we've used with others to help them find theirs. So the first thing that you have to do, and this is really, really important because like Laura was saying, so often when you're in these situations, you're just miserable and depressed and feeling bad about yourself. And so the very first thing you have to do is change your mindset and believe in yourself. You can do it. You are awesome. And even if you don't feel that way, you got to tell yourself that because that is the absolute first steps you have to take, especially when you're making a big decision like this. Yeah, I'm thinking about that old SNL skit. Remember Stuart's, what is it? Stuart Smiley, where he'd look in the mirror and he's like, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And people like me or whatever. Gosh darn it, they like me. (laughs) But you know, and seriously, I had a client come in recently and she was doing her estate planning and she's looking back on life now in the rear view mirror. And I was asking her about her career path. And she said when she was young, she had little kids and she was in a time period where women had very little options. And although she went to Purdue, had this outstanding education, she, you know, was taking care of the children and it it came to be that her husband was an alcoholic, she said. And she was faced with a situation for the sake of herself and kids. She had to leave the marriage. And she said her ex-husband told her, you'll never make it without me. You've been a housewife. You don't have the experience. You're not going to make it. And so I asked her, I said, well, then what? What did you do? And she said, you know what? I had to believe in myself. And she went on to get a sales job and then she changed companies every couple years for better circumstances, better paychecks, where by the time she got further down that path, she bought out the owner of a company she worked for and she became the company owner and she's done very well for herself. So I do believe the starting point If you're looking for work, if you're not sure what to do, if you know there's something more inside of you you have to offer, but you're in a situation where your skills or purpose just aren't being used, definitely believe in yourself. Yeah, believe in yourself and go get some inspiration. There's tons of places, you know, listen to us. We'll give you some, but I mean, there's so many great resources to get inspired, listen to it, and then let's move on to step two, where you want to be thinking about what do you want from life? What are your life goals? And how is your job going to get you on that path? Yeah, because I think so many times when we're examining like what we should do for work, it's just more in that context. And really, we do need to go back to that if life were perfect list and think, what is it you want overall? Because you do need your ideal career to align with your life goals. Nobody wants to be the person who achieves success in one area, but felt like in the other area, they had to either make a sacrifice or it didn't work out. I mean, 
mean, I was just thinking back in law school when the FBI came to recruit. They would recruit a lot from law school. And I thought that would be a really cool job, right? Other than the fact that in the movies, like those guys tend to get shot and like nobody cares. They're just collateral damage. But uh, I thought that would be a neat job. But at the time, I already knew I wanted to get married at some point. I wanted to have a family. I didn't want to be moving around. Not that you can't have a family life when you're an agent, but I knew that really wasn't going to align with my life goals. And so that is a great place to start is thinking about your life goals because there's plenty of careers out there. And so we do want to make sure it's aligning with what we want overall. And so once you've kind of gone back to that, if life were perfect list, so we can see kind of where things are at, then we want to start looking at careers that are going to help facilitate those goals. So there's going to be a few different things that we want to consider and look at. You know, the first thing that we want to do is look at what are we naturally good at? inherently in all of us, we have God-given skills that, you know, we just can do things better than other things in our life. Yeah. And so one of the things I notice is like when people apply for a job here, or when you talk to younger people, really anyone is so oftentimes they'll say, you know what, I want to do a certain profession, but I just don't have the experience. That is a huge obstacle people face, right? But so many times what they're overlooking is their natural born skills. You can go learn things and we'll talk about that in a second. But what are you naturally good at? And, you know, I was on a girl's trip. Yes, I did get to take a girl's trip and it was very fun. Highly recommended. But when I turned 40, I went with some of my girlfriends from high school. We reconnected and went on a girl's trip without any husband or kids. And one of the girls... The kids uh, survived. Yeah. You did, a, I. you did a good job. You were like A plus husband that week while I was gone. But we went on this trip and one of the girls we went with was coming off of a divorce. And she had been a stay-at-home mom for several years and she was feeling like, you can imagine, her marriage just fell apart. She felt like now she needs to get a job when she hasn't been working. And she felt like, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm not qualified to just go get a job. And so it occurred to me, and of course, our other friends, like, she was naturally so good at just decorating and knowing like what outfits go together and what size art should be on a wall or what pillow would make a room pop. That was what she was naturally good at. So that was the perfect starting point to say, this is what you're good at. Like, yeah, you might need to take a class at a design institute or things like that, or you might not need to go get mentored by an interior designer, but you are good at this. You do have experience in this because it's what you're naturally good at. And so fast forward, it turned out that she was able to get a job with a contractor who was great at building, but needed someone like her with an eye for decorating who was also relatable to his clients and could complement what he was doing. And she was able to go into that field and she's doing fantastic. Yeah, your natural skills never discount them. They yes. are so valuable to somebody. We just got to find the right job to align it with. The next step is if there is some additional training or education that you get to go get it. Because we hear so often from people, they say, well, 
I don't know how to do that. Or I need to get more schooling. I don't have the money to do it. Or they just dismiss off the bat something they want to do because they're like, well, I don't have the education. They're looking at their current circumstances and they're using that to limit their opportunities as opposed to looking at what they want to do and then building their way back. Once you know like what you want out of life, you are thinking longer term and then that should carry over into your career choice. So yeah, you might need to spend a little extra time or a couple years getting the learned skills that you need. But when you're looking at it from a lifetime perspective, that's nothing. That's nothing if that's going to put you on the path to where you're meant to go and who you're meant to be. Like I was just thinking about this young woman I met. I think she's like around 27 and she was at a med spa that I was at. I won't say what I was doing there, but all the mommies know. And when we got to start talking, we were talking about her job and she was talking about maybe moving up at the med spa. And I said, okay, so you want to stay here long term? And she's like, no, you know, ideally what I always wanted to be was a nurse, but I I don't have a college degree and I just moved out of my family's house. So now I have to pay the bills. And I just, I think I even sat up and I said, you need to move back home and you need to go get your education. You're young. If you want to be a nurse, I'm like, think about it. You are just saying how you want a family life and all of those things. What do you think is going to serve you better in the long run? Being a nurse or being an assistant here, you know? So many times, though, when we think about what we do want to do for work, we just write it off from the get-go because of the lack of learned skills. Well, first think about what you really want and then sit down and chart out that path and figure out what are the skills I need to learn and have the confidence and the motivation to just get it done. Don't take anything off the list. If it's something that you've dreamed about, unless you're a bad singer, like, (laughs) you know, something like that. Or if you can't hit a baseball, please, men, give up that dream of being on the angels. Yeah, but at least, you know, go on America's Got Talent and give it a rip. Yeah, you never know. Maybe you get lucky, you know, you can, uh, you know, you'll get William Hunger. Yeah, you'll be a YouTube sensation. So even though it's try. All right. So once you've kind of identified potential careers, then what you need to do is get as much information as you can about that career to really make sure it's going to align with your goals. Because, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, you may see things as one way, but until you really get in there, you don't really know what it's like. And so the absolute best way to get a bird's eye view of what's going on is to talk to as many people as you can who are in that it can be a phone call it can be a lunch and if you can go into the job shadow them for a day see what their day-to-day life looks like that will be the biggest eye-opener to see whether or not that job that career really aligns with your goals that is such a great way to really understand what's involved and what those people's lives are like I remember in college I was interested in the law and I thought maybe I'd be a district attorney which is hilarious because I can't stand law and order. I did survive Game of Thrones, but my eyes were shut half the time. And we had to fast forward. I actually watched all of the episodes first and then <laughs> I was like the filter. He's like my movie editor. He made me skip over like the whole uh, Ramsey storyline for you Game of Thrones fans. But, you know, one of the things I did is I called up the local DA and I was so fortunate because um, one of the district attorneys there, she said, you know what, why don't you come down and you can shadow me this summer and you can intern and see what it's like to be a DA. She was willing to do that for me. And that was really great for me because after I went through that experience that summer, I realized like, 
I don't have the stomach to be a, a district attorney, but I realized I still wanted to go on to law. I still saw how the law worked and they were really great. These district attorneys about, you know, telling me there's other fields and things like that within the law. So shadowing can really help you understand what the job really looks like from the inside. And then too, when you're around those people, they know people and they have perspectives they can share with you so they can help guide you into the right path, depending on what your skills are and interests and where you're meant to be. When I was young, I considered being um, a civil engineer. My dad was a contractor. All it took was one afternoon out in the field, nailing in some spikes and taking elevations and writing down numbers and then being told, guess what? Next, we get to go back and do a lot of math and calculations. I knew then very quickly this wasn't the career for me. So, you know, you can find out pretty quickly what that life is like. The other thing that we want to find out, though, is not just what the day-to-day task of the job are, but what type of quality of life do the people have as far as, you know, what's the work life? What's the culture like within the job? And then what's your outside life like? What time and opportunities do you get from this job? You're really going to need to know that if you can adequately assess that this will align with your life goals. I know when we were starting our law practice, one of the things that I did is I reached out to like the estate planning guru in the area. And I was very fortunate because he was a good friend of my father's. And so Not only did I talk to him about what his job is like, his life is like, I even talked to his wife. Because if you want the breakdown, go to the spouse and you'll get the full scoop on what that person's life is like. And I still remember her uh, joking. She's like, oh, Laura, the law is an evil mistress because her husband did work a lot. But she said something to me that was really powerful where I felt like, you know, what estate planning is a field I would be good at. She said, the wonderful thing about estate planning is you get to be there for their, those families you help in their time of need. And that is such a wonderful feeling. You are the person who comforts them and you are the person who guides them. It's a wonderful responsibility and so rewarding. And I thought, I want to do that. I could be good at that. I want to be the person that families can count on in their time of need. I'm so grateful you had that conversation because had you not, I don't know where we would have gone. You know, that was perfect. So once you've kind of talked to as many people and you've decided, okay, this is the career path for me, then you have to go after it. You need to tell people though. You need to be very specific. You can't just say, okay, I want to be a lawyer. You need to say, okay, I want to be an estate planning attorney. Or I want to be an accountant at a big five firm or big four now. I don't know what it is anymore. You want to be very specific as to the type of job that you want. So then other people know how to help you. Yeah, I think that's the key because how many times do you have people say like, oh, my nephew, he's looking for work. He'll do anything. It's like, really? But when you get someone who says, hey, you know, my sister just graduated from law school. She's really interested in being a litigator. Then it's so easy to pair them up with somebody where you go, this would be a great fit for them. It really helps your circle of influence narrow down who they should be helping you connect with. Being specific is key. We just had a bunch of students over who wanted to be mentored and were interested in being lawyers. And there was a whole group of kids there but there was really only one who we you know, were initially able to help because he was so specific as far as what he wanted. He told us he was interested in environmental law and that he wanted to stay local and he wanted a family life one day and was gearing up for a mission after graduation with the Catholic Church. 
by painting the picture of the life that he wanted and then the area of law that he wanted, it was so easy for us to pair him up with one of our good friends who is a law firm owner. He's Catholic, he's married, and he does the type of law that this young man was interested in. So it's like the lights went on for us where we thought, we need to connect him with our buddy. And it's so much easier to do when, you know, you got to give the people that are trying to help you direction, you know, make their job easier. And it's the same way, you know, in anything, you have to kind of tell people what to do. So one of the next things you do want to consider after, you know, you're going for those jobs is to really think about where you're going to do that career at. I remember my dad would always tell me growing up that 70% of any job is who you work for and who you work with. For him, said with love, but he had like a boring accountant job. That's how I felt where he helped manage a car dealership and he's very good at it. But, you know, why he loved his job so much to the point where he won't even retire right now, even though he's at retirement age, is he always loved the people that he worked for and he really loved the people he worked with. It created an environment where he was very happy. And even if the tasks weren't necessarily what he wanted to be doing every day, I don't know, maybe he likes numbers. He did make me pay him back in high school for borrowing $2 for lunch. He was a little bit cheap in that respect, but very generous in others. I was gonna say, he's very generous he's with very us generous now. We love with you, us. <laughs> I think he wanted me to know money, have money skills. But um, anyway, but he really, really loves his job for those reasons. And it enabled him to have a life outside of work that's been very meaningful as well. So when you go to evaluate your career path, be careful where you decide to go. Because I think Josh and I told you at our first law firms, we had a great setup and we weren't doing work that was drastically different than what we were doing at the firms down here. But everything changed when we weren't truly happy with who we were working for and who we were working with. I mean, it's critical. And so that's something that you always want to analyze. And that's why, again, when you're looking at the different locations and looking at jobs and things like that, it's really important to go in and talk to as many people as you can, not only in the field, but at the specific place that you're looking to work at. Get the inside scoop. Lastly, when we were hosting those young students from Cal State Long Beach, and we were asking them about like what career paths they were interested in when it came to the law, so many of them were looking for something with meaning. And I identify with that a lot because, Josh, that's what we were looking for, too, in our jobs. We wanted something with great meaning when it came to the work we were doing. But I've come to realize, of course, that not all jobs, when it comes down to the actual tasks, are going to be jobs that change the world, you know? Or that you're going to at least feel like you're changing the world and stuff. I mean, every job has impact, but it's certainly, you know, it's not where you're, you know, not everybody's curing cancer every day or doing social work and things that are wonderful and amazing, but there are just a lot of just tasks that need to be done in this world. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're looking for meaning in a job, and if you're feeling like the nature of the career you've chosen isn't providing that, I want you to remember this. Not all jobs are going to change the world, but that doesn't mean that you can't change the world of the people around you. And I'm thinking about someone very important to me who was a great mentor where he is my father's age and he had the type of job where it was very corporate in nature and was probably, you know, doing real estate deals and things. Very well-respected guy, but the work he was actually doing, I would hardly equate it with like Mother Teresa's work, right? But 
It's what he did with it that was so amazing. He made sure to be a mentor to all of us growing up. He served on boards. He was instrumental in helping me get into law school. And the stories of him and his wife, there's no shortage of their volunteerism and their generosity. In fact, there was a rumor about him growing up. Him and his wife are always very quiet about their good works that they do. But there was a rumor that he bought a family a car. And I still remember the car he drove. I thought, why doesn't this guy drive a cooler car? This guy's loaded. But he's a humble guy. And to think he spent money for someone else to have a car. And it was funny because when I went to verify that story, the person I asked got back to me and said, I can't verify that story. But when I asked the person you had in mind, what she told me was he paid for her daughter's freshman tuition. And so what I want to leave for you is reach out to the people next to you at your job, mentor them, give good hours to your employees, be generous with the money that you have. If you're the employer, be generous in what you pay people, give them that flexibility, go the extra mile for your customers, serve on boards, go do things outside of work that make a difference. Just because the tasks itself aren't life-changing, it doesn't mean that you can't be life-changing with the work that you do. Yeah, well said. I don't think I I can add any more to that. That was perfect. And of course, the last note, the quote uh, I love the most from good old Abe Lincoln, he said, whatever you are, be a good one. All right, so hopefully this is helpful. We're here for you. So if you ever want to get more guidance or there's something you want to cover, please go to iflifeworeperfect.com and you could definitely submit your questions through the mailbag segment. You can also email us at meyer at iflifeworeperfect.com. And then coming up on our mailbag segment, we're gonna take questions from some of our real life listeners who need some career guidance. So maybe you'll be in a similar spot and this guidance is gonna be helpful for you. Also, if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to Go to Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe. And then please leave us your rating for the show. Leave your comments as well. Or if there's something you want us to cover or you want us to do better, give us that feedback. We want to make sure that this is the absolute best use of your time when you're listening to us. To help you, you know, kind of take you take that first step on your path to finding this new career. For today's quick step, what we want you to do is we want you to reach out to one person who's in a career that you're considering. That can mean that it's as something as small as calling them up on the phone, shooting them an email, that you can um, have a coffee, you can have a lunch, and ideally if you could shadow them, that would be amazing. But reach out to one person, get some more insight as to what that field really is like from a day-to-day task standpoint, and what is that person's overall quality of life to see if it really aligns with what you're really looking for in your own life. And just remember, as you reach out to those people, understand people want to mentor you. They want to help. Reach out to them through LinkedIn. If you're still in college, go to the mentoring program at your college to get connected. Or ask people, a boss you work for now, even if you're you know, a waitress right now in college like I was, you know, reach out and see who the people further along in your life are, who they know and who they'd be willing to introduce you to. People will want to help. Yeah. And I mean, once you get that, we know you're going to find the career path that is exactly where you're meant to be. Okay. So today our first mailbag question comes from Sid. Dear Josh and Laura, my name is Sid and I am 21 years old and just graduated college. I have a business degree with a focus in marketing, but I have no idea where to start. 
I have a current internship, but I'm worried that I have outgrown the internship position and need to look for a real job. My first concern is how to find a job that is willing to hire me with a lack of job experience, and where do I even start when it comes to job hunting? My second concern is if I should apply to secondary or graduate school to further my education and take the stress off having to apply to a job that I have no expertise in. Thank you, and I really enjoyed the podcast. So, Sid, I mean, I think your situation is one that we hear all of the time from people who are just out of college or just kind of starting out in their career where they feel like they have no experience and nothing to offer to people in the job, so they don't even know where to start. And first thing that we always tell people is, you know, don't discount yourself. Don't discount the experience that you have. You have a degree. You have an internship. You have life skills, I'm sure, that you've acquired that can be very beneficial to many jobs and careers. So don't discount yourself off the bat. Look at those learned skills and natural skills that you already do have and highlight those when you're applying to a job. Keep in mind, like, yeah, you might need a stepping stone job, right, to get more experience. You might not be able to go right into the job that says you need three to five years experience, but we all have to start somewhere. And so much of it does come down to you, like your attitude, your resume, how you present yourself. If you have people who are willing to vouch for you or write letters of recommendation or introduce you to someone that will help you get a job. So just to remember, like we all started somewhere and no one comes out with full experience. But like Josh is saying, don't discount the experience that you have and then be very confident in yourself as you get out there that you really do have something unique to offer. Start meeting as many people as you can in that field. Start connecting figuring out you know what experience you need because that's going to answer your second question about whether you need to go to graduate school or not. They're going to tell you whether that degree is helpful, the timing on when you need to do it, if you even need to do it at all. And then you're also going to make these connections where these are potential people who could hire you, you know, either right now or down the road or put you in contact with somebody who can put you on that career path. So, you know, really start connecting, stay positive and, you know, go out there and get it. Our next mailbag question is from Allison. Allison writes, Dear Josh and Laura, my name is Allison. I'm 32 years old and my husband and I just had our first baby. Before the baby, I was working a full-time job with many hours of overtime each week, anywhere from 50 to 60 hours. And after having the baby and going back to work, I quickly realized it's no longer possible for me to keep those hours while raising a newborn. My husband would like me to work the same number of hours as before the baby. However, I feel if I work the same hours, I'm essentially paying a nanny to raise my child. Is this a good time to change my career path to a career that would better fit my life with a newborn? I've only had one career my whole life, so I'm worried about making such a huge change at this stage of my life. Oh man, can we relate to that? This just kind of, this is kind of the exact situation that we were in. I mean, so many of our friends and colleagues are in. I mean, it is so tough. I mean, having a kid is a game changer. I mean, it really changes just your perspective on life as far as, you know, what your purpose is, what the meaning is, how you want to spend your time, how do you want to spend your money. And the reality is just like you and your husband are going through, not everybody's always on the same page immediately. I think that's the key is, you know, when we're starting out, we get to pick our career path, right? Because it's usually just us. But once you have a family, what's best for, you know, you 
has to also be good for the family. And I think honestly, in this situation, it's so important for you and your husband to go back to your if life were perfect list and get to the why. Why is it that he wants you working that many hours? Is it because he misses the money? Is it because he doesn't think you should be home with the baby? Get to the why. I know why you want to stay home with the baby. That's totally natural for many people once they have a baby. And so I really feel like if you guys sit down, it's so essential to get on the same page and make the decisions based on what's best for you, but start ultimately with what you want ideally. And then whether you change your career path, you know, that's kind of the second part of the equation. I think first you need to know what you want. And then of course you and your husband can alter your career path to make sure it's aligning with your overall life goals. All right, guys, that does it for this episode of If Life Were Perfect. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we'll be talking about starting a business, whether to consider doing that, what to think about, what pitfalls to avoid, and whether that's a good option for all of you employees out there who have thought about this idea. We're going to help guide you so that you can make sure that starting a business is the absolute best decision for yourself and your life goals. As always, you can visit us at iflifewereperfect.com to sign up for our newsletter, give us feedback, send us your mailbag questions, or even just to say hi. And if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow us at Meet the Myers. And also, we've been getting a lot of emails uh, telling us that you guys are listening to this with your kids even, and that the show is really helping you in your day-to-day life. So we can't tell you how amazing that is for us to hear. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.